You are listening to the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Football Podcast with John Pemba and Andrew Cooper. Well, what's going on, everybody? John and Pemba here with Andrew Cooper. This is the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Football Podcast here, entering week five of the NFL season, Coop. It is, we, we couldn't wait for it to get here, and now we're like a third of the way through. It's going to be heartbreaking while it's gone, but at least we can cherish it while it's here, right? Oh my God! It, it, that's the thing about football, man. It's, it's so fleeting, dude. But hey, we get one extra game this year, so it's true. I mean, we got extra games. We'll be doing this throughout playoffs or playoff DFS. At least we'll be covering it over on Fantasy Alarm. But I mean, what what a week last week, Coop. I mean, not only just for the family, but uh, I personally, with our, my Quarterell Patterson touting all week, yeah, I'm good like once a year to have that. I don't know if you remember a couple years ago, I had the Aaron Jones call when he had like his like four touchdown game, and then this week I was all in on Quarterell Patterson and I. He went absolutely. So for me, touting wise, it, it worked out nicely. Uh, how was your weekend? Dude, I wouldn't. I, you're selling yourself short, man, because you had the Quadrell Patterson in the article, right? You know, throwing yeah. upper, uppercuts there. And then you had the Cream Hunt in the video. I saw True. the video. He scored a touchdown. So you're then you're doing I, like I had cream, my, my, my takedowns. Yeah, my contrarian corner video was actually I went. I'll say I give myself four, uh, three of four. So I had Dak Prescott as my contrarian quarterback. He was six percent owned and he had like four touchdowns. Uh, Hunt scored. He was under ten percent owned. I missed on Brandon I sadly, but Kittle played, so that kind of threw that one off a little bit. And then I had Zach Ertz as my contrarian tight end, and he ended up at ten fantasy points in PPR. So, but that wasn't wasn't a terrible day for me when it came to uh, DFS. Hey, anyone reading or looking at that stuff, like if you throw out an asterisk pick that's what i call those where it says if this happens then you play this guy like if you say i'm playing a slam spot if kittle doesn't play then you right. need to be paying attention to what's actually being said right. so anybody that started Ayuk and then kittle played i have zero tears for those people yeah exactly exactly but i mean like i said that was that was week four uh, week five is here, and again, this is a week of we, we just had the waiver wire period clear. We're recording here on Wednesday, and there was a lot of running back situations again now where people are throwing high value fab bids out there on guys with Joe Mixon questionable to play this week. We saw Samaji Pirine, people go after him, and then we'll kick it off here, Coop, with, with the first game of the week is gonna be Thursday night football. We have the Rams going up against the Seahawks, and Chris Carson apparently has. A neck injury that has been ongoing and the team knew about it. And now he's going to get an MRI and he may not play, but we saw Alex Collins last score a touchdown and get a, and get like 44% of the snaps or something like that. What, what's your take here on this Carson Collins situation? And then this matchup here with the Rams coming off a loss to the Cardinals and Seattle coming off a win against the 49ers. Yeah, I mean, you have to wonder, like when they say ongoing neck injury, we have to imagine that's ongoing from sometime during this offseason or during the season because they gave Chris Carson the the dreaded third year void contract which basically what I mean by that is that you give a guy a two-year contract the third year is like void and it's basically a way to spread out the cap it's mortgaging the future I feel like if you have a guy that has an ongoing neck injury which sounds like literally the worst thing possible for a running back that you don't give him that kind of contract and kind of mortgage your future over the next two years. I mean, they basically made him the second highest paid free agent back besides Aaron Jones. And Aaron Jones wasn't actually even really ever a free agent. So it's like, I think this is kind of a new, a new ish injury, no matter how much they say lo- ongoing. I'm not sure if I'm 
really super high on Alex Collins, but with Chris Carson, I'm a little worried. If you could trade him, I'd probably I'd be interested in that. Yeah, know? yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see how that all plays out. They haven't ruled Carson out yet. They say he's gonna be a true game time decision. Who have him? We'll have to pay attention. At least it's the first game of the week, I guess, and you can kind of make your roster decisions are early on from there. But this matchup, Coop, though, this is the DK Metcalf Jalen Ramsey matchup. One that Ramsey is pretty much every time. You know, how are you feeling with this Seattle offense again? Really up and down over the last few weeks. Yeah, I mean, the, so the interesting thing with Ramsey is he, he's he been playing a ton of slot, like yeah. 70%, 70%, right? But the thing is, they don't even use Freddie Swain. It's like, they this is one of our favorites, the Seahawks, because they just use two wide receivers, a running back, and that's kind of the deal, right? And then they kind of mix and match tight ends and a slot guys or whatever. But they don't use Freddie Swain enough. And if you put Freddie Swain if you put Jalen Ramsey on Freddie Swain, you're an idiot, right? Like, I mean, we we agree wait, on that. You're just, wait, you're just wasting Ramsey at that point. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, the thing about Metcalf is that it, this doesn't show up in the stats, which we love. But, I mean, we love stats. But you, you got to watch the games. DK Metcalf has had a couple plays that he just kind of dropped the ball or it got deflected in a weird way. His numbers could be way bigger. So it'll be interesting. That I mean, that's the biggest matchup of the week. Right. Uh, it could be a big locket, a locket game. We'll have to see there. But on the other side of the ball, I think that it's this could be a big opportunity for for Robert Woods to get his way back in the fold. Both these guys are playing all the snaps. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, Deshaun Jackson and Van Jefferson are kind of splitting the the deep threat roles. But I think this for is Jefferson last week though. Right, yeah, yeah, but he, he just he is he's not playing the full snaps here. I think this is this is a get right game for Robert Woods. I, do you have any idea what's what's going on with him there? I mean, is it just it's just target share? They're just, they're just yeah. you see that you I mean Cooper Cup's been so good that I feel like Stafford just he, like that's his first read and Cup is just beating coverage, so Stafford goes to Cooper Cup, right? Like I feel it feels like that's the way it's been going. Woods was able to salvage last week from a fantasy perspective. Him and Stafford connected there at the end of the game for and Woods is getting targeted. It's just not like we expected. We I mean we knew this was going to be a high powered passing attack, but it's been a high powered passing attack that's just been incredibly concentrated on one guy. It's not really spread out, but I, I agree with you. You know, this could be a matchup. Right. We're looking at a 54 and a half game total which seems high. <laughs> it really does seem high, but I mean, these two teams, we know they have the ability to put up points. So I, I think you're right. I think this could definitely be a spot where you look at Robert Woods and see if he can get together. This is not a good Seattle secondary. You know, we saw them completely lose where Debo Samuel was on the field last week, and it resulted in a 76-yard touchdown. For me, I, I also really want to see uh, Daryl Henderson here. They came back last week. Sonny Michelle got like three carries, and he fumbled on one of them. Uh, and then Henderson got the got the big workload. Yeah, I mean, I, that's the big play for me. And we I, we can't talk about this too long or we're going to be doing a five-hour podcast yeah. right, if we're doing it like this. But last thing I want to say, Daryl Henderson, you hit the nail on the head. Think about this. He came back, right? The job was his immediately. He basically played every snap. And guess who so far this year the worst team versus the run has been? Is it Seattle? It's Seattle, 152 yards a game so far. I mean, it could be matchup dependent, but I mean, if yeah. you're averaging letting up 152, that is that is wide open. So I mean, Daryl Henderson, pro- if you're going to play Thursday night DFS, probably a play you got to have, going to have to have him there. Play yeah. Thursday night DFS because Howard Bender's uh, DFS showdown literally won the uh, the FanDuel Monday Million on Monday again. <laughs> a millionaire Mike actually, believe it or not, took down the Monday Million with a. I think it was like 250 of his closest friends. So that wasn't a million dollars like it was two weekends before, but a good take out there. Anyways, Coop, Sunday, 9.30 a.m. over in London. We yes. have the Jets and the Falcons here. 
Jets coming off their first win of the season. What's your take in this matchup? Where are we looking for on the Jets side? You sound like you're from London. Sorry. Had <laughs> <laughs> him big yeah, it's, a great, it's a great part of that movie. It's great. Yeah. So, I mean, I love any time that there's 930. I know, it, I know it's brutal on the West Coast. Sorry, guys. But for us on the East Coast... 9:30. Have just have one game. Be eating breakfast. Get to watch a game. Set your lineups. Don't be a weirdo. So I think that this is probably going to be a terrible game, but they might not even notice over there. That's probably why they sent them overseas. But for me, I'm looking to see the biggest thing for me is seeing what the Jets deployment of wide receivers looks like with Elijah Moore back, right? Because we know Corey Davis is the split end. They paid him to do that. He's the biggest guy. He's going to be out there. Uh, in two wide receiver, two wide sets, is it going to be Elijah Moore or is it going to be James Crowder? Because one of those guys, I want this team Crowder doesn't. Looked very good last week. He always does, man. He's just a. Yeah, we he's, say he's, I thought he was like thirty-five. He's like twenty-eight. Right. He's, we, he's, we, he's young. <laughs> we say it enough on here. He's a professional football player. Uh, the best fourth-round wide receiver draft of the last decade. I mean, it statistically seems to be true. Not so, on Ray C. Brown. You sure? <laughs> no, 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 Rob. We'll talk about him when the when the Lions come up. But yeah, so on that end, that's what I'm most interested in seeing. I mean, Michael Carter did get more pass snaps versus Ty Johnson had been dominating those. Now it was split even last week. So Michael Carter becomes interesting all of a sudden. On the other side of the ball, uh, Kyle Pitts still is a guy. He's playing 35 plus snaps at wide receiver. He's never pass blocking. I mean, these are the conditions we saw for Logan Thomas last year. Logan Thomas was wide receiver, I'm uh, sorry, tight end 26 through five weeks, 26. But he was, his deployment was perfect. His usage was perfect. I, I was texting you, John. I was like, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills right now. This guy, <laughs> Logan Thomas is like, everything is perfect for production, but it's not happening. And then it, and then all of a sudden it blew up. It blew up. Yeah. I think Kyle Pitts is probably in that in that position as far as like getting the deployment, getting lining up the right spot, running the routes, getting the red zone targets even. So I think he's got bigger days to come, and this might be the perfect time to see it. So is, uh, is he's yeah. Patterson capable of repeating this production here? I mean, obviously three touchdowns, a little bit tough, but I mean, like he has a he has a limited snap share. I think it's like 30, 35 percent. But when he's on the field, they get him the football generally. So like. You know, you're you're the Corderell Patter season I, whisperer, buddy. Yeah, listen, it's the Jets. I feel like that they're, they're gonna. I don't know how they take him off the field at this point, right? He's too explosive of a of a playmaker. No team has ever given Patterson really this much of an opportunity to be an offensive weapon because he's been on teams that didn't need him to. The Falcons need him to. They have nobody. Mike Davis sucks. Russell Gage. I don't know if he's gonna be back or not this week, but he'd been out. Zacchaeus is bad. I mean, they have Pitts and they have. Calvin Ridley, but they don't have much else. They finally gave Wayne Gallman carries last week. That's something to watch, I think. We actually averaged four and a half yards per carry, I think, on his six touches. But, I mean, Corderell Patterson, his ability to find the red zone lately, find the end zone rather lately, and being involved. I mean, he's on everybody's fantasy team anyways, but just right. something to watch at this point. Yeah, For me, it's you start Calvin Ridley, you start Kyle Pitts if you have those two guys, and Corderell Patterson you look at what your other options are and you put them in the flex. If it's Cordero Patterson versus long-term neck, neck injury, Chris Carson, I'm starting Patterson because he, he's right. just, he's making plays. All right. Well, what yeah, do we got we for Miami? Uh, Tampa Bay is the next matchup. Tampa Bay going home uh, at home this season. Tom Brady's thrown nine touchdowns on the road. He's only thrown one. Uh, he gets Miami. We know Miami has good corners, but the rest of the defense is kind of trash. Tampa defense broken like even the fact that mac jones was able to go down and throw for 278 and two scores uh against them last week so any hope for this miami passing attack jalen waddle Devontae parker 
Gasecki even. I mean, you didn't mention it, but 10-point dogs. That's what we got going on here. That's uh, – 48 total, though, so, I mean, it's not the lowest. Right, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, for for Miami, I like – with Fuller out, I like Gasecki a lot. I just tweeted out recently that he is playing 94% of his snaps at wide receiver, and Aaron Jones has run more routes from in-line position than – Mike, the Mike Gusecki. That That is a fact. Aaron Jones, the running back for the Green Bay Packers, has run more routes from a tight end position than Mike Gusecki this year. So he is pretty much a wide receiver. He's a guy that I do like in this matchup. On And Mal, your boy, Malcolm Brown, how about his usage? He kind of played yeah, a lot he, more than Are Gasky, they going to be able to run? I mean, they, I need no. them throwing the football to him. You can't run against Tampa Bay. We saw that. Last week when the Patriots had negative one rushing yard for the game. Mm-hmm. So if he's involved in the passing attack, I, I think I'm okay there. Um, I just look at like Kendrick Borden and and, uh, and Jacoby Myers did last week and, and look at someone like Jalen Waddle or Parker and they can probably... Richard Sherman was just behind Kendrick Borden the entire game. He had not even close to a player and they lost Carlton Davis and the rest of their secondaries in shambles. So maybe uh, in a 10-point game, they're going to have to throw. Maybe Brissette can get it done right. there. Tampa Bay was offering a sixth round pick for Stephon Gilmore and Carolina swooped in and was like, Hey, those guys are probably going to win the Super Bowl. Our sixth round pick is going to be more valuable. Why don't you, why don't you let us get Gilmore? Yeah, I'm so. also sure Bill was just like, not nah, Sean. You're not going. Exactly. You're not yeah. Going. Yeah. Uh, uh, on the Tampa Bay side, just want to say quick, Leonard Fournette playing a ton of snaps. He's going to be the dude. You uh, caught I'm, that one. You you tweeted out the, the Ronald Jones and the doghouse thing. Trash, so. Yeah. I mean, he, he fumbled. Yeah. What was it? Fumbled, fumbled week one. Week two, let up a snap, let, let up a sack. Just that's the way it is now, and and we know what the what without Gronk, you yeah. just you just start the Tampa Bay wide receivers and then yep. you move on. Mike Evans looked good last week, and you just kind of roll him out there. Tennessee versus Jacksonville. Tennessee's defense allowed the Jets to throw all over them, so I mean we know that there's no hope for them but running the football though. I mean obviously Derrick Henry's there. I don't know if we have a status update on Julio or AJ Brown. Not sure if you've seen what, what where they're at, but. They were both out last week. Jacksonville jumped out to a big lead last week, 21 points over Cincinnati, but ended up losing that game. Uh, Urban Meyer, obviously, his issues last week, not even getting on the team plane, staying in Ohio, uh, and then the whole girl at the bar issue. Hmm. That being said, I, I actually really like the Jacksonville offense. here. LaVisca Chenault with DJ Chark going down. You saw his A dot. I think he went, what was it, 13 or something like that, Coop? Like, he was starting yep. to go downfield more. Marvin right. Jones, like, this is – I actually like Jacksonville's offense here. Yeah, I mean, this is what we like to see. We don't like to see brutal ankle injuries. That's not what I mean. We like to see highly consolidated snap and target shares, which we finally got from the Panthers, which – I'm sorry, the Jaguars, which I think we're going to see now, which is Chenault, Marvin Jones Jr., and then Dan Arnold. Dan Arnold – even his first game there, only 12 snaps. Uh, if you look at James O'Shaughnessy, he was being rolled out the exact same way we talked about Kyle Pitts and Logan Thomas. In the first week of the season, t- they were the top five tight ends in uh, wide receiver snaps was Hawkinson, Kelsey, and then Kyle Pitts was third. Tied for fourth and fourth slash fifth was Logan Thomas and James O'Shaughnessy. Right. So Urban Meyer, and he, Urban Meyer used Aaron Hernandez like that back in – 2009, I believe it was, or 2006. Well, I think one of those years, I think it was 2009, right before Aaron Hernandez was drafted. So it was 2009. Hernandez led the team in receptions, the, the Gators, and he right. had like 900 yards. So, I mean, he that's part of his package, it's part of his game. I'm interested to see it. So the Jags. Yeah, it, they, they ran some plays for Dan Arnold too, like right out of the gate. So like they're featuring him. 
Yep, exactly. So I, I'm I'm big on that. With Tennessee, I did see you you had asked AJ Brown did practice. Julio okay. is not practice. So I was just Wednesdays, you know, uh, Thursdays kind of the day where if they don't practice, then that's when you're scared. But you get the for, official weekend injury report. I think on Friday it's good if AJ Brown. AJ Brown's active. I mean, you play him this week. You play him. So, yep. So. Um, sure. Next game on the slate, we got Philadelphia, Carolina. Christian McCaffrey returned to practice in a limited fashion today here, so it looks like he's probably going to be on track to to go there. Where are you with this Eagles Panthers game? Forty five game total for me, I think, is a little interesting. Very low, strangely low, really. Right, that's what you're thinking, right? It's lower right, than it's it low, should be. Yeah, because you're looking at the Eagles and Carolina, two teams that have put up points. Defensively, I know a lot of people are high on Carolina. I wasn't as high on them last year. Last week against Dallas, I was kind of talking about the fact that Carolina's uh, schedule has been very favorable to them. And they gave up a lot of points to the Cowboys. But now they come back home, and we're looking at a 45-game total and just a three-point spread. So Vegas thinks this one's going to be rather low-scoring. Jalen Hurts on the road. They're going to be able to get it done here against a Carolina defense. Yeah, I mean, the, the defense are both pretty good, honestly. Even the Eagles have been not terrible. I mean, they play the Chiefs. It's like, what can right. you really do? But they did a good job of shutting down Kittle. They did a good job of shutting down Pitts. Like, not like the Panthers really use the tight end anyway. They didn't last week. I'm not interested in any of the tight ends there. I'm interested in... Oh, weird, Tommy Trumbull didn't, didn't break out like they were. Right? <laughs> Funny, yeah. Nobody, weird, nobody weird. was... All those guys are arguing with me. They they didn't tweet me back. That's yeah, I, it's not yeah. like I went searching for them. But feel free to add me at Coupe Fiasco with your Tommy Trouble takes. Really <laughs> yeah. excited for those. I mean, honestly, he did play more pass snaps than Ian Thomas. So Ian Thomas is a ghost. But yeah, I'm not interested in the tight end for the Panthers. The running back, whoever the starter is, I want them. Chuba, CMC. I love what they do there. They just pick one guy, go with them. They did the same thing last year with Mike Davis and and CMC. It was never a split. Just one guy. Love to see that. All three wide receivers are playing massive snap shares for the Panthers, which you love to see. And the DJ Moore's a guy. With the Eagles, um, I took a look at it. Devonta Smith is playing more, once again, just playing more pass plays than anyone else. And it's not even really that close. Like, once again, he played 10 more Ran 10 more routes than the next closest guy. I was he, shocked to see Jalen Rieger get shut out last week after the way he had been performing in the weeks prior. Nothing. Zero points. Brutal, yeah. And Quez Watkins just not playing enough either. So for me, out of that offense, I'm starting Miles Sanders. I'm starting Devonta Smith, uh, unless I have better options. And then wide receiver. So interesting for what, for a tight end that Dallas Goddard actually did play more slot snaps than he usually does. He actually played more than Zach Ertz. Yeah, he played 23 to 19. So Three touchdowns last week, too. It was brutal. Early in the game, Hurts just overthrew him in the end zone. He was oh, wide open. That was tough. Yeah, tough to see. So, I mean, Goddard... Both those guys, if you need them, then you, you go with yeah. them. It's just not, it's also not that good a tight end matchup, though, honestly. Yeah. There's better matchups out there. So I agree with you on that one. I'll say one thing on Robbie Anderson. He did get a ton of targets last week. It was a competitive game. That's what you want for Carolina, I guess. Competitive games, Arnold's going to throw to everybody. So don't give up on Anderson quite yet. Denver, Pittsburgh. This one's going to be ugly. It looks like Drew Locke is probably going to be the quarterback there. Teddy Bridgewater dealing with concussion, unless that's been updated since we've last checked. I know they left last game with a concussion. On the flip side, you got a Pittsburgh team that has no offensive line. Big Ben looks like trash. It's a 40-game total and a one-point spread. So they're expecting like maybe three total touchdowns in this game being scored here. Deontay Johnson is maybe the only, and Najee Harris maybe, I guess, the only two I'd look at. I just did, did not realize it was a 40 spread. That is bad. We have some ugly spread. Yeah, I know. We have some ugly game totals. I think there's two under 40. So Anyone saw my tight end rankings, I do. I have Noah fan outside my top 12 this week. There are better options. The Steelers have been very good against the tight end, and that goes back to last year, another one of those teams. And, yeah, I'm, like, I'm with you. Cortland Sutton, if you must. 
right? There's a split running back situation in Denver. I don't really like anyone else. Tim Patrick, if you must, know what I mean, yeah. but just not not great. I mean, they did you you mentioned Deontay Spencer also got hurt? No, I didn't. Dude, so yeah. So Judy was playing the slot, he got hurt. KJ Hamler playing the slot, he got hurt. Deontay Spencer playing the slot, he got hurt. I think it's actually now Kendall Hinton. Man, Kendall Hinton time once yeah, again. Yeah, he was out there. Kendall Hinton was out there. We just we saw Anthony Miller get released today by Houston. Maybe he finds his way into Denver to, to play the slot. Wait, uh, Anthony Miller got released today? Yeah, yeah. Texas just released him. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he must have some sort of attitude issue or something because yeah, he looked fine. Like yeah, I, I mean, he got like, a touchdown I, his first game. So a team like that, I mean, just like he must he, he must have done something, man. Yeah. So uh, play the Pittsburgh defense this week if you got anything going on. Pittsburgh D at home against Denver is where I like. Uh, Green Bay, Cincinnati here. It looks like T. Higgins expected back this week for Cincinnati. They have Chase. Tyler Boyd looked phenomenal last week. But Joe Mixon, questionable. You got to think they're going to be throwing a ton here, right? If They're not going to mm-hmm. just hand the ball off to Samaji Pirine 25 times. Mm-hmm. So you have this Bengals passing attack going up against Green Bay's defense. We got a three-point spread here, a 51 over-under. Yeah, let's make this one quick. Packers, you start Aaron Jones. You start... Devontae Adams and you start Aaron Rodgers and that's probably it. Right. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe DFS dart on. Um, I've had two touchdowns last week. Yeah. But I mean, he played like 30 snaps. Alan Lazar played a ton for real fantasy leagues. And then for, for the Bengals, you start Burrows throwing two touchdowns pretty much every game. No, like at yep. least. Yeah. yeah. He's not throwing for a bunch of volume, but this is the game to do it. The, the, Packers are signed. They signed Roswell Douglas off the practice squad of the Cardinals to go along with Kevin King. I mean, talk about ugliness. I mean, it's yeah. it's no good there. So yeah, I'd start any of those wide receivers. Don't fall for the CJ Uzoma trap. He was he was basically doing what Teagans does, but Teagans does that better. So yeah, that's uh, our... next game we have New England Houston, 39 and a half game total. Uh, Houston's getting nine at home. New England, you don't play anybody on the Houston side, I don't think. Mm-hmm. New England side, you play Jacoby Myers. Maybe well, maybe the tight ends. Well, the tight ends are the actually this the the Texans have been the worst. So mathematically, the Ravens have been the worst team versus the tight ends, but they've the yeah, four they tight ends the best tight ends in the league. Yeah. yeah, it's like Waller. It's literally Waller, Kelsey, Hawkinson, Noah Fant. So the Texans are the worst team versus the tenants. I am starting Hunter Henry. Uh, John Smith has not been playing a full snap share with his hip issue, so not really interested there. But, yeah, you start Jacoby, you, you start there, and you start Damian Williams, right? Damian Williams Damian is going to be a slam. Damian, Damian Harris. Harris. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Damian Harris is a slam dunk this week versus the Texans. Yeah, he better be, or else the, the Patriots have zero running game. Yeah, Brandon, <laughs> Brandon, Brandon Cooks, the Patriots just take him away, right? Like, that's what they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, They've always done that. They they take your best player and they take him away. So kind of kind of tough spot. I don't know in Houston who's getting the football. It's it's they're gonna still throw to Cooks a bunch, but good luck to them there. Uh, next game we have Detroit Minnesota. The Vikings are giving nine. It's a 49 game total. Dalvin Cook told said today that his ankle's still not 100, percent but it's not gonna get any worse. He's just playing through it, which I think maybe explains why he sucked last. And is also for all horrible for fantasy uh, managers because he can't bench Dalvin Cook, but now he's not playing at 100%. So you're buying in or I'm buying in 100% here on this Vikings passing attack this week. Yeah, I mean, so it's a low ankle, not a high ankle, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so with the low ankles, man, I, I do get what he's saying where it's like, it if you tape it up right, like it's going to be purple, but it, it honestly, it doesn't, unless you roll it back over, it doesn't get worse. It just 
tender. So I think he actually will just continue to get better. If like he was fine last week, I'm I'm starting him again this week if I have him. You know what I mean, like I've rolled my ankle that way a billion times, and I can't speak to his specific injury, but I mean it does get better. And the Vikings, you got you got to love it. Like we always say, two wide receivers that you start in every week, and then kind of forget the rest, right? With Detroit. I just tweeted out earlier, Amon Ross St. Brown, just like we, you and I said this on this podcast, right? He, if he doesn't play in two wide sets, then he's useless, right? So far this year, 83% of his, sorry, 85% of his snaps are in the slot, only 60% of the overall snaps because he's coming out for two wide sets. Amon Ross St. Brown in, I mean, just get rid of him, maybe if you still have him for some reason, but right. um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Cephas is probably the only one that is even mildly interesting because he does play every snap. He's out there all Lee the time. Cleve Raymond had touchdowns last week. Sorry? Cleve Raymond had touchdowns last week. He did, but I mean, he's he's also, he's just not playing enough snaps for me. I mean, I can't trust it. If you want to throw him in DFS, DFS play, right? Yeah, DFS play, that's fine. The next game we have on the slate here, we have the Saints going up against the Washington football team. Washington getting two points as a home team, which I think is, is interesting because I don't think New Orleans is that good. Over under 44 here. The story, obviously, with Washington is that Gibson didn't practice today. Samuel didn't practice today. And Logan Thomas went on IR. So some big pieces there on Washington down. They're all going up against the Saints. Where are we in this matchup? Well, let me, let's me let just do the Saints first. I hate them. That's fair. Yeah, That's Kamara fair. got no targets last week. <laughs> Kamara is – you start Kamara and it's like you hope – he ran 20 routes. He, you know, he got 120 yards. So you start him every week. But, like, beyond that, man, Marquez Callaway is the only dude playing even close to a full snap share, and I can't trust him as far as I can throw him. Adam Trotman played, like, 40 snaps, right? And uh, Juwan Johnson played 14. Mm-hmm. Juwan Johnson somehow ran more routes than Adam Trotman did. It was like 10, 10 to 7. Like this team is just they they just want to grind you into the ground with just weird Taysom Hill stuff. I just I'm not interested in that team outside of Kamara. With the uh, with Washington, that's more interesting. I do think that uh, you start Terry McLaurin, obviously. I think that Curtis Samuel is just being eased in. He's gonna have a full snap share. And you brought this to my attention because I wasn't really even thinking about this, which is weird because I've been the one touting this guy for right? like years. Ricky Seals Jones, right? Yeah. Like. Tell me, tell him what you told me, man. Because I didn't even, after I looked it up, I was like, this is true. This actually he played, happened. He played, it was a 92% of the offensive snaps last week after Thomas. I think, I think he only got four targets in that game. It was like two catches. But I mean, if you got a guy who's playing 92% of the offensive snaps, you want to at least have interest. And this isn't a blocking tight end. This is your pass catching tight end. We saw him have that great touchdown catch against the Giants a couple weeks back. Is he going to get the volume? Uh, maybe not, but I mean, if Samuel doesn't play because the groin's acting up on him again, and it's just McLaurin and and Ricky Seals Jones out there, maybe he's going to get some targets this week against the Saints. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested just for obviously just for DFS for this week, but I added him in the Scott Fishbowl. Like I'm stashing him because you, like you said, this guy is just he's not a blocking tight end. He's cut from the same ilk as like Jimmy Graham or honestly really more like uh, Cameron Brate or or Dan Arnold or. Anthony Berkshire, where they just play pass plays, but in this case, he played every snap, which is basically what Logan Thomas did. He Logan Thomas would play every snap, and he'd line up in the slot, and he would never block. So, I mean, that's the guy that I want more than anything. Basically, right. a guy playing wide receiver that I can start at tight end. So, definitely a guy where if you're in a real or a real deep league or in a real pinch for tight end, tight end premium league, Scott Fishbowl or something like that, like right. something worth picking up there. Or, or uh, if you're you're banking on like 
the tight end apocalypse coming up week seven with like anyone that's been just playing guys off the waivers, Dalton Schultz. These guys all have bye weeks, week seven. Dalton Schultz, Dawson Knox, Tyler Conklin, Jared Cook, like Pat Fryermuth, like all the weird tight end, waiver tight end guys. And next week, Pitts and Kittle both have bye weeks. So people are going to be scooping these guys up. So if you have bye weeks coming up, you got to stash somebody now or else you're going to be in real trouble. Yeah, 100%. Next matchup, Cleveland versus the Chargers here. Chargers giving a point and a half, 47 game total. Tough defense, Cleveland. They, they went and held the Vikings to seven points last week. On their side, both the ball offensively, I'm still liking what I'm getting out of Kareem Hunt. I know it's kind of frustrating if you're a Nick Chubb manager because Hunt is on the field a lot and, and getting both carries and receptions, but it's the running backs for Cleveland that I'm trusting. I'm not trusting anybody else on their offense. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I'll trust Odell. No, no Odell. Maybe. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I just hate Baker. I mean, Baker. Is, I mean, yeah. it's unfair, right? Because Odell Beckham was wide open last week for a. It would have been a short touchdown. All he had to do was put the football on him, and he threw three three yards behind him. So right. I mean, Odell. Odell's probably fine. You're right. Hearts, you know. Right. You know. Plus, the defense is keying in on Odell here. They know. They know where the ball is going to go to when they're throwing. Yeah, but this so it's like this is a close game. So it's like at least it's a you know near fifty point spread. I think like forty was it forty eight and a half? You said. Yeah, it opened at forty and a half. It's sitting at forty seven, but it's a one and a half point spread. Yeah, so they'll they'll be throwing this one. I do like Odell, and I don't like anybody else for pass catchers. And I, it, the Kareem Hunt Chubb thing, it really seems like they they do not care at all. Like if one guy runs it down to the three and he's tired, they'll put the other guy in to score. Yeah. Which they have no up, role. They have, yeah. they have zero defined roles. Red zone, it's whoever's out there. So well, it's worth worth noting that Chubb is now the second leading rusher in the league after Derrick Henry, despite all those touchdowns being vultured. Yeah. Uh, on the Chargers side, it's a lot easier, right? It's you start Keaton Allen, you start Mike Williams, you start Justin Herbert, you start yeah. Austin Eckler, and that's done. If you're in a pinch, I mean Jared Cook, but he's the fourth target on the team at best. It's just a touchdown dependent play. I don't love it, but there are people out there that if you lost Logan Thomas, you could do worse. 100%. Next game, we have the Bears versus the Raiders. Bears announcing today that Fields will be their starting quarterback moving forward. Uh, I felt like this was an Anthony Lynn being like Tyrod Taylor's our guy, and then somebody from the front office was like, no, it's going to be Justin Herbert, right? And then today, because like this morning, Nagy's like, nah, it's, it's Andy Dalton when he's healthy. He's our guy. And then, like, in the afternoon, they're like, well, we had a meeting, and it's great. Our coaches, we all talk it through, and and Fields is our guy now. It's like, nah. The the owner came down and said, you're fired if you don't play Fields. Right. Yeah. This is this is a, this is like when you go to your buddy and you're like, hey, man, you should sleep over tonight. And then the, he goes and asks his mom, and the, the mom's like, no. And he's like, hey, my mom said you can't sleep over. Like, that's that's what happened here, right? He was like, yeah, we're, we're going with – we're going with Dalton. And then once he actually went and asked the brass, they were like, are you kidding me, dude? Like, <laughs> yeah. not a chance, man. Right. So, yeah, I mean, with the with the, with the the Bears, it's it's tough to trust any of them. But, I mean. I mean, Mooney. Mooney had, I think at one point last week, they had 105 passing yards and Mooney had 94 receiving right. yards. So, like, yeah. you know, RIP A-Rob, which is horrible to think. I have to figure at some point. They're going to get him involved, but who the hell knows when? And then Montgomery is down for a few weeks, so you got Damian Williams. I mean, you can actually run against the Raiders. At least so far, teams have been able to run against the Raiders. Yeah, there you go. And I, what it looks like with the with the passing, kind of what Fields is reminding me of a little bit, is like a Russell Wilson light, where he's like, they, they want to run, they don't throw a ton, but when they do, he's not interested in dumping it down. I mean, like he's going to move around in the pocket and he's going to try and find that. So like Mooney is his Tyler Lockett. 
right? So like mm-hmm. he needs to he'll get on the same page with A Rob and show they'll be fine. But the person that gets killed by that type of approach is a Cole Komet. Right. Where it's like Russell Wilson will throw a touch. If you look at back at Russell Wilson, it's like people are like, oh, he likes the tight end. He actually doesn't really like the tight end. The tight end catches a touchdown pass at like the 10 to 12 second mark of those plays. Like, <laughs> I mean, like he runs around all over the place for 10 seconds and then he just kind of fires it to whoever's there. And it's really only that one year by Disley, right? It was, it was right. not like anybody ever. It wasn't consistent tight end play. It was one guy, one time for half a season, basically. Yeah, and it was Russell Wilson running around, and he just was the guy everyone forgot about. That's basically what happened. So, like, Cole Komet, man, his usage has been amazing. Let's, let's not sugarcoat the fact that he's playing 95% of the snaps, running 85% of the routes. Like, everything about him is good if Dalton was a QB and was throwing it to him. Maybe Fields will throw it to him. So keep that in the back of your mind. Commence a guy I'm stashing, but you cannot possibly start him right now. Raiders side of the football, Darren Waller, of course. So Hunter Renfro, all of us, the back-to-back weeks with touchdowns, he's being targeted. What what are you seeing with Renfro in terms of snap share and, and how he's on the field? Bro, time out. Did you see that hit by Renfro on the fake punt? Yes, I saw Dude, that. That was a stick. Form tackle, helmet on the ball, knocked it out. And like he and they I mean they highlighted it, of course, but he recognized it almost right away. He's like, yeah. nobody's on that guy. The the punter does the little quick little hand signal, like, hey, I'm throwing to you, and all of a sudden you see Renfro start running up there. Uh, he was supposed to be returning that punt, which is crazy, right? Yeah. Like insane. Yeah, he ran all the like, way up. Like 30 that's yards. Play, you earned yourself that. And and this week he actually did uh play so he was basically just being the slot guy and not playing a full snap share this week it was split evenly we're talking like routes run it was 34 for brian edwards 33 for rugs and i think renvo was right there at like 31 so i don't know dfs i really i i can't trust him. i just can't trust him for a regular managed league can you maybe if you're in a three wide receiver league and you ppr like he's gonna like carl likes him if you look over the last couple of years like when he's been healthy and on the field like car does throw him the football now last year Probably a little bit more out of necessity because Ruggs and Edwards were hurt and not another lineup. But I actually think Renfro is a pretty solid play. You can't touch the running backs here. It was very disappointing last week that Kenny Drake had no receptions, but Josh Jacobs had five targets and five catches. So I don't know whose role is what. I mean, Jacobs being healthy, he's definitely the guy. But I don't really want to use Jacobs up against a Bears defense anyways. Yeah, let me blast. Let me hit you with a couple quick do's or don'ts then for, for wide receivers then. Would you do Jacoby Myers over Hunter Renfro? Yeah, of course. For PPR. Yes. Okay. Number one so yeah. Tyler Boyd over Hunter Renfro. Ooh, I, so yes, I would. I would, but tougher with, with Higgins back. Okay. Well, let's keep doing these little slot guys that are PPR guys. Here's a tougher one. Cole Beasley. No, nah, I do Renfro. Renfro. All right. Uh, Christian Kirk. Oof, I'm gonna I'm gonna go run for again. Kirk is too too aggro with that that Cardinals team. Man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just split a little too much. I think you're right, and I'm a big Kirk guy, but it's yeah, maybe so maybe maybe Renfro, but anyway, that's enough Renfro talk. Yeah, for hey. probably, probably forever. <laughs> I will. Uh, Renfro is also the first ever in Pemba special for DFS, and he hit right away, like a 50 yard touchdown. He's so got a soft spot. I have a, I have a special, yeah, special spot in my heart for for Hunter Renfro. I'm um, also a Clemson fan. So. Everything you say, everyone just dismiss everything that we just say. <laughs> I'm biased. I'm biased <laughs> as hell. Yeah, big time. 49ers, Cardinals here. We just talked about the receivers. Listen, AJ Green looks good, right? D Hop looks good. Chase Edmonds looks good. James Conner keeps vulturing all the touchdowns. Kyler Murray's the number one quarterback in fantasy. You can play those guys. More Kirk. Max Williams, you're kind of rolling dice a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you can't do it. The Max Williams, man, I've looked into it. And he's what he's he's doing the Tonian bit, right? Or Tonian, sorry. He's doing the Tonian bit where it's like the D he's not a focal point. So he sneaks out. He's he's caught 15 to 16 passes. He has zero catches in man to man. 
His longest catch this year was on a tipped pass. Like this guy is in such an afterthought for their offense that it, it just it's not going to be able to continue like that. So even the don't, defenses are forgetting about him. Right? Yeah. The exact. Well, I think that's what's happening is that <laughs> they have so many weapons. They're like, no one's covering Max again. So just give it to him. We'll see what happens. But like, it is like there's no yak. There's nothing. Nothing to get excited about. For me, it's hot. You start Hopkins, and it's like what the Cardinals need as as much as it sucks and it's stupid to say they need an injury because that would consolidate everything. And then, then you would have guys that are that are depend dependable until then with the mixing and matching. I don't know for the 49ers. Are you starting anybody outside of Debo and Kittle or what are your thoughts on that? Time? I mean, I don't think so. I put, I'd be the quarterback coach for DFS. I had Trey Lance in the fades section. People love these shiny new toys, but this is not a matchup you want to go up against on the road against a Cardinals team. That's turning teams over and they're getting after the quarterback with sacks. We don't even know if Lance is even going to start. They said today that Garoppolo's calf, I think it was a calf or ankle or whatever it was, may not be as bad as initially thought, and they haven't ruled him out yet. But I'm not interested in Lance. Definitely Debo. I think that's fine. But other than that, there's no one I can I can trust. You can't trust the running game. Kittle, he hasn't looked good, and he's, he's kind of banged up. And the Cardinals have guys that can cover the tight end. They, they handled that last year in the draft. So, yeah, it's, D, it's Debo or bust and, and probably not going to have too much other than some garbage time production from San Francisco, even yeah. though this is a 50 game total. So yeah, I say you start, I say you start Kittle in your real leagues, but in DFS, I wouldn't use them just because like you said, they handle it in the draft. They actually brought in Devondre Campbell last year. Who's a very good tight end cover guy. And then they drafted Isaiah Simmons. They let Campbell leave who, who even went to the Packers. Isaiah Simmons has been brutal for tight ends this year. The Cardinals have not been allowing tight ends to do a whole lot. So I'm definitely with you on that with the Kittle. If you drafted him, Use him. It's like you don't have much. You can't in any bench of him, but like you're not. Don't be upset if he comes out with five fantasy points this week. Right. You, you just know? gotta move on. Yeah. It's like they yeah. they the Cardinals knew what they were dealing with. You know what I mean, with the teams that are. I mean, know. they gave up a touchdown to a tight end every week, and they're like, we need to fix this. They were brutal. <laughs> yeah. brutal. Tyler Higby absolutely <laughs> smoked them in twice within that five week span in 2019. So yeah. yeah. Uh, next game is is a marquee, gonna be a national televised game. We have the New York Giants. In Dallas against the Dallas Cowboys here, the Giants offense hasn't been a problem. Daniel Jones has actually been very good injury-wise. We have to see what happens with Shepard and, and Slayton, but I mean, they got Ingram back. Galladay had over 100 yards last week. Saquon, 13 catches, I think it is, over the last two weeks, like being involved in the passing attack. Daniel Jones, really good. He's running the football as well. Uh, Dallas defense, I've actually been high on them. They, they're a team that's turning the football over. Diggs is maybe turning into one of the best cornerbacks in football. They're aggressive. They can get after the quarterback. And then offensively, I guess that's where the question mark is. We know Zeke's going to do the job, but where's CeeDee Lamb? Where's Amari Cooper? It's, it's Dalton Schultz again. How healthy is Amari Cooper? That's the other thing. It's right. like he's got the right. hammy. So for the the Giants, man, even Kadarius Tony, man. Yeah, like, you're right. Came out Tony. of nowhere. It's like kind of They did use a first-round pick on the guy. So, right, right. You know. yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Ridiculous. It'll be interesting to see what happens if Sterling Shepard gets back. I mean, even Engram, Evan Engram, six targets both weeks, including a hey, brutal goal line carry. Yeah. That's just, I'm like, dude, they're setting this dude up for failure. You know what I mean? Like, there's a stretch just, play with a tight end on a, on a near side reverse. Like, near side. Doing? Yeah. <laughs> near side of the field, like the hash marks. <laughs> yeah. That's I was like, what are you doing with this guy? Yeah. Like, they, it's like, I don't know if they're setting him up because they're trying to. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I saw the near side reverse. Like, he has no room to run. He has no room near, to turn on field. <laughs> makes no, it made zero sense, man. Zero sense. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know, dude. Next level checkers. I mean, but the I will say that I think 
everyone can agree that Saquon Barkley playing like every single snap is great for fantasy football, yep. right? Like it's just a good thing to see. Yeah, with the Cowboys, I, I'm if I drafted Amari and I drafted CeeDee Lamb, I'm starting them. I'm starting Dak Prescott. I'm starting I'm starting uh, Zeke. And I will say, man, I'm, I haven't been a big Dalton Schultz fan in general, just because his usage is kind of tough. He's not a top target on the team. He's splitting with uh, Jarwin. But if you if you added him and he's he's the best guy you got. This is a good matchup. The Giants have been a bottom five team versus tight end, so go ahead and use them. Yep, 100% with you uh, there. Uh, Pollard, any thoughts on him? Another guy can double the carries again. Yeah, he almost uh, he almost had a tackle on on punt, <laughs> on, on punt coverage. No, I'm just kidding. Pollard's he's a good player. He's been great for me in draft with Giants where you get points for uh, kick returns. So he's just he's not getting the high. People leverage. like to start him in their flex. It's the only reason I ask. That's a question right. I get every Sunday. Like, do I start Pollard in my flex this week? And I'm like. You can. He's got three straight games of double-digit carries now. I'll tell you what it looks. It's it, the thing is, it's so weird because it's like nobody else really looks like this. Because it's like the closest comp maybe might be like Jamal Williams on the Packers, where Aaron Jones would get all the high leverage plays. So goal line, Aaron Jones. Important pass plays would be Aaron Jones, but Jamal Williams would get some pass snaps because he was a good pass blocker. But Pollard isn't even a good pass blocker. He's more like a He's almost like a gadget player. It, you know, like a. Tavon Austin type yeah. or it's like there's really not a lot of comps for a guy who is just super explosive but isn't good in the other aspects of the game he's not good in short yardage he last year he had uh, a fourth of his plays went for zero or yeah. negative yards it's like he's in pass pro he doesn't grade out well so it's like he, he's just kind of guy where it's like he's explosive and they have to manufacture touches for him but hard for him to carve out a role if he can't be good at the rest of the job 100 there sunday night football game is gonna be a good one here we got buffalo going into kansas city to face the chiefs with a 56 and a half game total in this one two and a half points josh gordon will be active for this game coop we don't know exactly what he's gonna play but he will be active on the flip side buffalo's offense is starting to get going and your guy a couple weeks ago you told everybody manuel sanders play manuel sanders well he came through again last week and it should be a really good spot for him this week as well yeah, he's playing all the snaps, man. Just like John Brown last year, like 90. When John Brown was healthy, go back and look at those game logs. He was good. He's playing 90% of the snaps. That's exactly what they're using Emmanuel Sanders for. So I'm super interested in that. Beasley and Gabe Davis have kind of been splitting on behalf of Dawson. But the thing is, you never know what kind of situation this ends up being. If the Bills end up down, Dawson Knox is going to come out in favor of four wide sets. But the Chiefs have been bad against the tight ends. So they, and Dawson God and Nurse yeah. last week tore him up. So. They've been bad in general. The Chiefs have not been good. I think they're bottom seven or so. So it's like you never know what that. I just I try to avoid that group, like the the whole Beasley, Gabe, Knox. Yeah. It's the opposite of what we like. We like. Well, you tried telling everybody that Gabe Davis wasn't the guy this year. There's posts upon posts upon posts about it. So I know, man. I, I ate a lot of downvotes on Reddit, but I'll I'll take. But downvotes fuel me, so send them my way. But so yeah, and the running backs kind of brutal there with the Chiefs. It's easy. It's Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. I'm stashing Josh Gordon everywhere, man. And I said this on I said this on Twitter, but not everybody listens to the pod, follows me on Twitter or whatever. But look at Chris Carter. This guy had serious substance abuse issues, and he was basically out of the league to a certain degree where he was about to be. And then he got traded to the Eagles, didn't have a thousand yard season until he was 28. And then he had thousand yards from 28 until 35. And he played till he was 37. Josh Gordon's 30 years old, man. He doesn't have a lot of wear and tear, and everyone's saying he looks awesome. I wouldn't rule this guy out because we've seen it before. Look at uh, Darren Waller. 
out of the league, basically. Then yeah. all of a sudden he's back at 28. 28 and 30, it's not as big a difference as you would think. And, I mean, Chris Carter, he was good to 35 years old. All of Famer didn't have, didn't have a 1,000-yard season until he was 28. So Adam Thielen didn't have a – he didn't do anything until he was 27. <laughs> Wes Walker, like, but sometimes yeah. you got to figure it out. And Josh Gordon, I mean, like, if he truly hasn't figured out – and he's he's working hard and everything. Like this guy is a freakazoid. I've seen him be an absolute. Everybody sicko. talks about just that one year in Cleveland, but if you you know you know look at his time in New England in that one season, if you give it over sixteen games, like he was on pace for like seventy five catches, a thousand yards, and like five touchdowns. So like yeah. he was he was he was good with New England too. This is a, he just has to break into the top three targets because he's not going to get over t- take Hill and Kelsey. He's going to overtake Hardman potentially. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, that's what's got to be. So. Do you believe in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, back-to-back 100-yard rushing games for him? I mean, I've always been a guy that believed in the situation. You're like, you know what I mean? Like, I drafted him because he was the Kansas City Chiefs running back. He was getting snaps. Daryl uh, Williams kind of crept in a little bit this last week, but uh, the issue with Hilaire was kind of pass blocking, things like that. He had a great week pass blocking this week. Played well. I'm starting where I am. Final game of the week, Monday Night Football. We have the Colts going into Baltimore to face the Ravens. I don't really have much interest in anybody on the Colts. Maybe you have some, some, some takes there. Baltimore, Hollywood Brown keeps catching touchdowns, dropping a lot of touchdowns, but he's catching touchdowns still. Uh, running back situation, Latavius Murray led the way, but didn't really look great in terms of yards per carry, but it was a tough Denver D. Mark Andrews, right? Maybe Bateman gets on the field this week. Sammy Watkins has looked okay, but I don't really love this game from a fantasy perspective, really. No, I hate the Ravens. They so in typical Ravens fashion, John. Guess who ran the most routes on the team of all the players? Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. Okay. And that's not bad. I thought it was gonna be like someone obscure. So. He were he he ran thirty seven. No wide receiver on the team ran more than thirty. And Patrick Ricard. So of all the basically, it was a lineman and quarterback playing every snap. Sammy Watkins played 52 snaps. The next highest was Patrick Ricard with 51. Like, this team is just so weird with the the way they use substitution. I mean, Marquise Brown only played 44 or 72 snaps, and he's their best wide receiver. Like, it's just – it's a mess for fantasy. Marquise Brown, starting where you got him, I I guess – Mark Andrews, I'm, always, I'm starting. I mean, like, he's out there for all the relevant pass plays, which is what matters to me. But beyond that, I don't know. Jonathan Taylor, in positive game scripts, he plays a ton. He played more than Naeem Hines. But if they're going to be seven-point dogs, then Hines is kind of interesting DFS play if you just play that Monday slate. And I just figured I'd throw this out there just for – I do like Michael Pittman. I mean, we don't like Pittman. I just look at the defense, right? It's, they're going into Baltimore. I know Baltimore's defense yeah. isn't what it was, yeah. but – it's just not, they're just not good. Right. And I will throw a note out there, just anyone thinking about Moelle Cox. Moelle Cox didn't even run the most routes for any tight end. Who did, John? Is it Granson? Kylan Granson. Hey. Dude. It's starting, it's starting to maybe happen. Probably. If only maybe. he would catch the touchdowns and not Moelle Cox. Just Adam and your dynasty leagues, deep, dino, deep, deep dino leagues. Kylan Granson, he's going to play the Trey Burton role. They say he's Trey Burton. Moelle Cox says he's Trey Burton. When Kevin Rogers drafted him, he said this guy's going to be Trey Burton. So Trey Burton was the best used player in their tight end group last year. So he's a guy that you got to think a little bit about. But yeah. beyond that, tough. I hear you. So that's our that's our week five preview here. Obviously, we have all the DFS content uh, coming out as well, but we're here for seasonal. Get you guys ready for the week. Uh, Coop, any uh, final thoughts for everybody? 
this week I got I I got nothing, man. Besides, just just want to mention one last time. If you guys didn't take advantage of that Yahoo promo code, I don't know how long we're gonna run that, but if you just sign up for Yahoo DFS, you get all for twenty five bucks deposit, you get access to all of our DFS stuff. Like that is still blowing my mind that we have that. Like I usually don't even talk about the promos because I'm too busy talking about football, but I mean that is just such a crazy promo, right? Yeah, no, it's yeah. I mean, you go to Yahoo, go to dfslawn.com slash Yahoo, go over there, make a $25 deposit with code uh, alarm. You come back to the DFS alarm and you'll get prompted with a pop-up that says claim now and you get our DFS pro package for NFL. And it gets you both seasonal and DFS access, gives you access to our Discord. It's an over $200 value. You're getting it for $25 that you're not, that you're, you're investing in yourself too. This is a $25 deposit to let you go play DFS with the content that you're getting from us. And like I said, last week or two weeks ago, rather, we had somebody win a million dollars in the Sunday million. I mean, last week we had, again, really the same, the same using just our playbookies. We have the interview on site and you can find it on Twitter as well. He says this whole process is strictly reading our contests, our content rather. So it's not like he's putting in 150 lineups and one of them hit. He used one lineup that he made reading the playbook and the coaches and all the things that we have out on site and he became a millionaire. So yeah. And, and Yahoo matches your 25 bucks. And it's like, if you, if you saw the tools, the things I wish we could just like give people like a free trial to be like, look at the tools we have on here. We have like everything I read tonight, like all the stats I have, I pulled out of our toolkit that we have, like I, all the snaps, all that stuff is in there. Like all the, we can look at last week's prices and how they paid out DFS. You can look at like the matchups. Like it, it's, it's wild. The yeah, stuff we have all we advanced have. tools. We have advanced right. rushing stats, air, you know, advanced right. receiving stats, quarterback stats. Like so there's a whole lot. And we got a whole lot more coming. I mean, I know we've teased right. it for a while, but we are still working on this prop finder tool going on and, and comparing DFS prices across platforms to see where the differences are, who's the better value, and then associating that with Vegas props and in and, and finding the value of players that are ha, have great plays. Now you you use this preseason coop, right? You you looked right. at Vegas yardage props, All identified DJ Moore, like and guys you, like Williams. DJ Moore, Mike Williams, like Vegas was high. Vegas, like they don't care about fantasy, but they set these lines, dude. They were super low on Ayuk. They were high on uh they were high on DJ Moore. They were high on Mike Williams. They're high on Brandon Cooks. Like we were yeah. pulling this out. I'm like, dude, uh, Vegas. Well, these guys had like, like 900 plus yards prop, but their their ADPs were with guys that had 600 yard props. Like you're like, oh, all right, so far. <laughs> and when we talk about this Discord, it's like the Discord is us answering questions. Not only that, but we have a channel where if you ask, throw a question, Howard Bender and John will answer it live on video on Sunday yeah. morning. So it's yeah. like, like we're talking full access to everything we do. So, but anyway, that's I. I it doesn't like I, I just can't help but mention that no, that particular a, Yahoo a, deal. It's like once that's over, I probably won't even like they don't even <laughs> tell us to, to do ad reads on this or whatever. And once that's that deal's over, I probably won't even mention another ad or offer we have unless we have something crazy like that. Twenty five yeah. bucks for like access to everything. That's so dumb. And yeah. you, and they match twenty five bucks, and you'll probably win twenty five bucks just from reading your article this week on DFS. <laughs> it's like crazy. Yeah, no, it's wild. So be sure to check all that out again. If you're listening now and you've been tempted, you want to go, that's the way to go about it for sure. You can go ahead and get the whole thing for uh, for just 25 bucks. So for Coop, though, you can get him on Twitter at Coop Atheist. You can get me on Twitter at JamePama777. We will catch you guys next week.